From the Podcast Network of Family Life, this is Brian Goins, host of Married with Benefits, where we're helping you love those you live with and rediscover the real benefits of saying, I do. You know, this season has been a lot of fun. I've been joined with good friend, Harvard-trained researcher, best-selling author, Shanti Feldhahn, as we've really tried to unpack that verse in 1 Peter 3, 7, where it talks about husbands live with your wives in an understanding way. We could all use a little more understanding. So we've been tackling this whole season, the questions every husband is asking. And for this episode, it was really fun. We were out on the Love Like You Mean It cruise, and we decided we're going to leave the comforts of the studio and go out to a live audience and just get rapid-fire questions from real husbands just like you. So I wonder if you would have asked some of the questions these guys ended up asking. Enjoy the show. Why do uh, wives ask for your opinion? And then uh, when you give your opinion... They uh, say, well, that's not what I want to do, so I'm going to go ahead and do what I want to do anyway. <laughs> we're, we're getting some applause with that one. I'm guessing some guys have felt that. Yes. I yes. have felt that. Not I've really. asked Jen, Jen has asked my opinion about what I want for dinner or where we should go on vacation. And I, get an, I give an answer that I think is a pretty good one. But then she's like, okay, great. No, we're going to do this. <laughs> so what's going on? Well, some of what's going on, I can take a pretty good guess that some of it is, ladies, you know that whole thing where the guy says, here's what I think we should do, and then it actually starts your brain thinking even more down another potential direction, and so you start talking it through. Like, well, I don't know. Well, what about this or what about that? Remember? It's the beginning of the conversation. And so I think probably the most important thing is to realize you think you're coming up with this perfectly thought through, baked plan. Like you've Mm -hmm. covered every base in your head. And yet then she starts talking in a different direction. Just let her, because this is her doing on the outside what you just did on the inside. Jeff wants to jump in here. Can I? Yes. One thing that Shanti, and this is to the women, one thing that Shanti has truly learned to do when it comes to me in these situations is she knows that when I say something, it usually means that this is the settled opinion I have on it. This is what I've thought through, and this is where I've come down on it. What I need to know from her is that when she's talking, it isn't a settled opinion. So what she says to me is, look, I need to think this through by talking it through. I'm not rejecting what you just said. I'm just thinking out loud. Right. And that gives me the freedom from thinking that she's totally submarined me. So we might come, we might still go with what she says, but at least I know that it's not just, she was just doing it. Rejecting your idea. Yeah. Yeah. So it's basically adding another opinion into this conversation that she's having in her mind. Ladies, would you guys agree with that? Yes. I'm hearing some (laughs) yes. I'm hearing some validation. Um, yeah, and it might be, might be helpful for the ladies to go, hey, I'd love to hear what you're thinking, um, but I'm going to process, I might need a couple more hours or days to process that. So let's keep the conversation going. But sometimes as guys, what it feels like you're doing is you just want validation for what you've already been thinking about. Mm-hmm. And well, so, that does probably sometimes happen too. Right. Let's just be honest. Yeah, it but does. I'm ge- but I'm guessing it, a lot of it is we need a little more time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Carlos, another question over here. Why do women seem to focus more on the tone of how you say something versus the words? Oh, so it turns out this is one of these things that the neuroscientists studied pretty intensively over about the last 10 years. And I know I'm going to butcher this. If we have any neuroscientists in the room, I'm, I apologize <laughs> in advance. But 
it turns out that there's actually, the female brain is wired more for perceiving things like tone and perceiving things like body language at a, a better level than men do. Mm-hmm. For, a, for a man, a certain tone or a certain body language has to hit a higher threshold in order for that man to go, oh, there's an issue here. But for a woman, we can kind of hear that tone <laughs> in your voice. <laughs> and, it's, and our threshold is much lower. And so we suspect... Oh, he doesn't really mean that because of the way you said it. Yeah. So that's the reason. I, I, I'm pretty sure that that's at least one of the main reasons why that happens. It seems like, and we talked about this in one of the questions we had on our podcast, where women, they process feelings first. And so yes. before even words are coming out, they're picking up on the signals of he's feeling something and his body is telling the truth on him. Yeah. Or his tone is telling the truth on him. So it's a bit of an unfair superpower that you ladies have. <laughs> Which really drives us guys nuts. Right? Yes. Yeah. All right. Hi. I think God has wired men to react primarily to commands and direct requests and direct questions. And women communicate more indirectly. For example, my wife would tell me, uh, the car is down to a, a quarter of a tank of gas. Translation, go out and get some gas. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas for me, I'm going, great, let's see how far we can go on a quarter tank of gas. We can go a long way. Let's go all the way to the red. Come on. It's a challenge at that point, right? Oh, gosh. Every wife in here is cringing right Mm -hmm. now because of that. It is interesting. I will confess that as a woman, we have a way of subconsciously thinking does he care enough about me to push through to what I'm actually thinking and feeling, even beyond what I actually said? That does happen. It may not be the majority of women, but it does happen at a pretty high rate. And it's totally unfair Mm -hmm. to expect you guys to read our minds. Ladies, we can't do that, right? We do want to be direct. But at the same time, if I could just say with my husband back here, sometimes when I am direct as a woman, it doesn't go over so well. No. Because then Jeff thinks I'm telling him what to do. We're getting so applause I kind of in the feel, back on that one. Yeah, I kind of feel stuck with this one. Ladies, is, am, I, am I representing here? Because yeah. when, you, when, you, when you come across as direct, it may feel like a nagging. It may feel like a, you know, a command and a guy's going, I don't want to be commanded by my wife right yeah. now. Um, and yet, so we're a bit in a catch-22 here. So using the subtle suggestion that we hope you pick up on doesn't always work for us guys. It doesn't always work. But at the same time, maybe one of the answers is, as a wife, being willing to say this, the car is down to a quarter tank of gas. You know, it would be awesome if at some point, would you mind? Like, I love the fact that you do that. It makes me feel so loved. Mm-hmm. Is that a way to I help think, the I guy, think you, like, you say this it? a lot in some of your material. We were talking about how can wives help the husband feel like the hero? Yeah. So to be able to say, hey, the, I noticed that the car is down to a quarter tank of gas. Instead, be like, hey, I, you would be my, my hero if we could get that filled up here in the next couple of days. Because I got to do this, 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 and this. And, and so there's something about that rephrasing as opposed to expecting <laughs> them to read my mind. Are you saying he's, yes to that? You'd be the hero. I know okay. he wants to be the hero. All right, Carlos, All you right. got another one? Would this be fair to say that this is why we're told scripturally women submit to your husbands, husbands, submit to your wives, rather than 
trying to trying to figure each out somebody out or, or or conform them to my way of thinking just accept them the way they are and 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 do those little things that are going to help you to understand each other instead of trying to control each other which yes is absolutely often and what happens instead what i love about what jeff and shanti have done is that science always catches up to god's truth you know and and when you when recognize so much of what their books are about is about First Peter 3, 7, live with your wives in an understanding way. It's like Peter is saying, hey, you, you need to move into that understanding, which for guys, that's not always our first instinct. And we need the spirit of God to do that. And then you look at Philippians when Paul is talking about, do not just look out for your own interest, but look out for the interest of others. And imagine, and then Paul, he also says in Romans, outdo one another in showing honor. Yeah. So the scripture is filled with, if you really want to have a great marriage, is how do I love them the way they are rather than the way I expect them to be? Yeah. You know, we were, we, that's fantastic. We were uh, talking with someone who said, you know, he knows this couple that was in counseling with their pastor and this guy, you know, and it was, it was pretty intense. And this guy finally just said to the pastor, he says, look, I'm not trying to change her behavior. I just want to control her mind. <laughs> that's all. And if we can do that, we'll be happy. Right. That'd be awesome. Yeah. And that's that not is happen. why God tells us these things in the mm-hmm. scripture to counteract that tendency, right? We got one right here. I have a confession and I have made this confession to my husband and maybe it's because I'm about to be 50 and it's happening more and more. But there are times where I'm angry with him and my behavior very clearly demonstrates I am angry with him and I can't even remember why I'm angry with him. Mm. And I know with women, you know, the metaphor, I'll steal, the women are like spaghetti and yeah. men are like waffles. waffles. It usually, some, and I've told him early in our marriage, sometimes it has nothing to do with you, but you just triggered it or you were just here or, you know. Standing there I just looked at you. <laughs> and so I'm just, other than maturity, which, you know, it's gotten better over 20 years. What is something that you have learned in your relationships to just kind of where he can, you know, because I've had to tell him it's not about you, but I'm still in a mood regardless. And I want to be out of that mood, but I just can't seem to Mm. get there. So there's, there's, yeah, there's actually our last research study, um, which was on uh, the kindness challenge. Actually, we discovered an answer for that. Um, And it works 89% of the time. And it's essentially a way that you're retraining how you think about this person. This is not, by the way, the kindness challenge, it's not just for marriages. It works for any relationship. Like, I did it for my 16-year-old daughter. And here's the three things that we call the 30-day kindness challenge. This will retrain your sort of what you focus on. Don't say anything negative about him for 30 days, either to him or about him to to somebody else. Find and say something positive every day. Praise, something praiseworthy every single day. It's like Philippians 4.8 in practice. Think on whatever is excellent and lovely and worthy of praise rather than what's worthy of driving you crazy. And then every day for 30 days, also do a small action of generosity for him. And that, it is astounding how much it changes your feelings and it changes what you focus on. Because what you focus on is what you're going to feed. If you focus on the things that are irritating, it's going to be more irritating. If you focus on the good things, that irritation is just kind of going to float away. And can I just speak to that too? I think it's important for husbands and wives to practice this phrase. I'm angry, but it's not at you. 
or I'm angry, but I'm not sure what it is. And then, especially for guys, I think this is really difficult, is that we don't like to be around people that aren't lovable in that moment. Yeah. Like, there's not a natural insight. I think for women, have a better nurturing aspect to them, where they're willing to come more alongside and hug the porcupine. Guys don't like the quills. (laughs) And so, I think as guys, we need to trust the Spirit of God to say, okay, I need to come hug the porcupine right now. Paul says it to nourish and cherish, which cherish, that word is bring warmth to. We're to regulate the temperature of our spouse. And too often, I'm like a thermometer. I can take the temperature, and if it's too cold or too hot, I can find another room, preferably with a fridge and a TV. (laughs) But what God's calling me to do is like, I want to enter into that anger with you, even if you don't know what it is, and to say, hey, I'm going to be here with you during that. Do you think that would help? Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm just, I care about you. Okay. This is the only way I can show it. I see Carlos running. Well, Carlos is running in this heat. <laughs> I applaud him for that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. For everybody who's listening on the podcast right now, we're in this amazing venue, but it's like 120 degrees. I've lost five right pounds now. in the last 10 minutes. <laughs> okay. So how as men do we train ourselves not to go into fix it mode when my wife, our wives just want us to listen? Oh. Yeah. Any guy have ever felt that temptation? Yes. Oh my gosh. That's a lot of hands. Yeah, exactly. So when you come home from work or both, both of you come home from work, she starts recounting her day or something going on with the kids. And immediately us guys, we go in to fix it. That's what yeah. we do best. Let's yeah. fix the problem. And then we get this look across the room from our <laughs> wife going, that's not what I wanted. And so we feel a bit inadequate at that moment. Like, why wouldn't you want my advice? So, Shanti, what do we need to do about that? So here's the thing that Jeff and I found in one of the research studies to help women understand men, and that exact question, is it turns out there's actually a step one and a step two. And step two is when your wife will appreciate those solutions. Step one is actually taking off that Mr. Fix-It hat for just a second And realizing that what she most needs there is for you to listen to her feelings. If she's processing through something that happened, I don't know, her boss embarrassed her at work, whatever the the thing is, her best friend isn't returning her calls, she's got feelings about that. She's all tense. She's got to get them out. And she can maybe do a solution on her own, Mm -hmm. but she can't feel listened to on her own. There's some, there's some great questions that you could ask. Instead of going into fix-it mode, a great question would be, oh, that must have made you feel Whatever. bad. Like, recognize and reflect back the, the, the... And just ask her about the situation. Give her a chance to talk it out. Can I share something that might be helpful for the guys? Um, for a lot of us guys, I've oftentimes, you know, I have these big ideas. And sometimes they're just ideas and, or dreams. And I will share them with Shanti. It's kind of blue sky stuff. Let's go to Maine and open a bed and breakfast exactly. when we retire. You know, wouldn't that Sounds be like a great cool? idea? And what I want her to do is not to move into technical mode and go, a bed and breakfast in Maine? Are you kidding? <laughs> do you know what that would cost? Have you ever researched how much time, how much energy, all of that? That, to me, feels just the same way that our wives feel when we're trying to fix something for her. What I really want from her is just to enter in to the dream I'm not going to sell all of our belongings and move to Maine. (laughs) I'm not. But I want her to not be a bucket of cold water on a dream. And it's it's that listening. So, guys, just remember what that feels like for you the next time you want to try to fix something right away. And so a great question, how does that make you feel? Tell me more. That's a great one. Even if you don't want her to tell you more, because that's really what guys are going. (laughs) 
Like, they want an end to the conversation as quick as possible. That's why we want to fix gee, it. Gee, I can't imagine why we don't feel listened That's to. That's right. So tell me more. And then a, another great question is, do you, do, you want, do you want to help fix that right now? Or are you ah, good? Good point. Yeah. yeah. You know, just to be able to ask that question, because she may not be in fix-it mode. Is that true, ladies? Yeah. yeah. Um, and then and she might want to go here. She just wants you to get into the mud puddle of feelings with her. And, and just, but just remember, though, in all fairness, you don't have to stop being who God made you to be. God right. made you to be a Mr. Fix-It. Mm-hmm. And you don't need to suddenly become her best girlfriend. Just remember there is a step one and a step two. Yep. And step two, once she's felt heard, that's more likely yep. when she goes, you know, I just don't know what to do. And that's when you can actually talk about the Yeah, and you mentioned on the podcast that a lot of women feel like at, at the end of the day or when they've got all these feelings going, it's like a wound up rubber band. Yeah, like you twist a rubber band and it gets all tense. And she wants you to help her be the hero to help take Unwind off the tension. all of that. Yep. More than she wants you to fix it. So that's a great question. Anybody else got a question? Recognizing how important football, basketball, the television is to our spouses, how do we balance? Could you stop watching television for an hour while football, basketball, whatever is on? Yeah. Once a week, <laughs> once now, a month. This is hypothetical. You're not talking about him, right? No, he would never not. do that. Of course not. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I've he's, heard that he's same problem. His head. Absolutely, right. it's hypothetical. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how would you answer that, Sean? Oh, my gosh. Brian, this is one of those common, common things. Here's the thing. Because, guys, you as men, when your wife is preoccupied mm-hmm. with something, sure. um, it doesn't occur to you that, oh, maybe there's distance building in the relationship. Right. Right? It doesn't occur to you unless, and I dare say this is, this is a generalization, but it's about 80% of men, Unless it's a lack of physical intimacy mm-hmm. and you're feeling more and more disconnected. That's a guy's version of this. Right. Guys, you need to know that in those exact situations where you're just spending all your time in front of the television or working or whatever it may be, she is starting to feel more and more and more and more disconnected because that's triggering her underground insecurity mm-hmm. of Am I lovable? Like, if I was, why would he want to spend all of his time with the television? So clearly, I, I don't matter to him. And just like you with your wife, if you're feeling disconnected, you haven't had that physically intimate time in a while, and you're longing for that emotionally, recognize that that's the same emotional connection she's longing for and needing with you away from the, the television. Yeah. yeah. I think a great diagnostic would be for us, us guys is how connected do you feel to me right now? How are we feeling close? Is there anything I can do to help you know that I want to pursue you? Just asking questions about the status of your wife's heart almost weekly is a great practice. Like where are we right now? For you to lead out on that rather than wait for her um, what to, do you what do you think um, the average guy listening to this? Because mm-hmm. you're a dude, so the average guy listening to this is going. That's scary mm-hmm. for me to ask that question because I don't know that I like what I'm. I'm going to like what I hear. Yeah, you might so, not like what you hear. So what's but what but here's the, the thing: you're going to hear it in a different way. You're going to hear it in passive aggressiveness. You're going to hear it maybe <laughs> in nagging. You're going to hear it in. You're going to hear it one way or the other. So guys, why not be preemptive? Do a preemptive strike on your wife's heart and find out what's going on there and go, hey, how am I doing in pursuing you? That's a great idea. It's a good good thing to do. Okay, how about another question? We're trying to get a couple more in. So my question is, 
What happens, because usually it's the opposite, but my husband is super affectionate and I'm not. How do I handle it? Read the opposite book. <laughs> Sorry, I just had to say that. That, you know what? This is like any type of communication though, is that sometimes we don't fit those patterns and it literally is him working to understand you individually. You know, physical touch is not as much your thing and it may be his thing. And so this is exactly why we do these kinds of podcasts and these kinds of talks to try to help build a basis for communication so that the two of you can literally talk about it and know that each other's needs and non-needs are legitimate. That sounds like it's a, it just sounds like it's a time for you guys to talk about it and realize that it's legit. It's one of those things that maybe the two of you have two different sets of needs and you didn't realize that the other person's was totally legitimate. So I would I, say that's a conversation. And I, think, I think the key is, you know, Peter says, live with your wives in an understanding way. So if that's something, and I can see, I can see that applying as well to, to, to wives, live yes. with your husbands in an understanding way. How do I die to myself? This is why the cross is so important as a reminder of how do I love them the way they need to be loved? How do I get out of my comfort zone so that I can love them like Christ loves me? All right, here we go. Another question. What's your name? Art. Yeah, so my question is, how do, how do uh, husbands convince their wives that they look good in bathing suits? And also, how can we get them to, to be assured, you know, just by saying thank you and that's it? Resisting, accepting the compliment. Yeah, accepting, accepting the, compliment. the compliment. I think it's a great question. So yeah. num number one, there's two parts. I hear him saying, I want my wife to wear a bathing suit more. And that what he said? <laughs> and to actually, but to believe, to actually believe, boy, you look great in that. So first of all, just remember, and this is for all the guys, not just, not this, just him. Remember that underneath the surface, even the most absolutely objectively stunning woman is gonna think she looks like she needs to wear a muumuu, right? Like, it's just, we have such insecurity about ourselves in this area. And it is impossible to describe to the average husband just how impossible it seems to us that you would like looking at us. Like, that just feels completely crazy that you would find us attractive because we see the Cosmo covers too, right? We see the actresses on television, you know? We see those visuals that tempt you and we don't look like that. And so to me, it is to never grow tired of giving her opportunities to hear from you that she's beautiful to you. Yeah, and I think every woman's heart is sitting back going, no, I need more. I need more. Like, so push through that no. Push through that compliment. Go, no, honey, let me look at you in the face and let you know you look beautiful to me. Uh, I think some of the greatest marriages have been around, the, the husbands. In fact, I was talking to a mentor, a couple of mine, and they're in their 70s. And from what we could tell, they were still having great sex. And, of course, I want that when I'm in my 70s. As gross as it thinks, you think about that, but it's like, <laughs> I want that. And I asked the couple, why, do you, why is your intimacy so great? And... The woman piped up first, and she said, because Don says that I'm beautiful, even though I know what I look like in a mirror. So awesome. it, it is being the mirror to your spouse. And for ladies, I would say, by faith, accept it. By faith, <laughs> like, just, just don't let the narrative of the enemy convince you that you're not. Don't let that enemy, because that's what the enemy does. He whispers in our ears, and the more we say no 
to that, the more we're reinforcing the enemy's narrative rather than your husband's narrative who has been put on this planet to love you the way that God loves us. And I was just, yeah. You know, we were, Shanti and I were talking about this about six months ago, and I was sharing kind of from a guy's perspective. It, it feels a little discouraging that I tell you these things, and yet next week you come back, and it's, you still need to know that you're lovable and beautiful and all like of that. Like, how many times yeah, do I have to tell cause, you? Because it's like, I want it done. I want it now you, you don't question that, and it's just done. And she looked at me, and she said, Really? You think that? And I said, yeah. And she said, well, look at this. I could tell you how much I admire you, how much I appreciate you, how much I believe in you. We could have sex every day for two weeks. And would that solve your problem, your insecurity about am I good enough? Mm. And I said, that's a good point. Yeah. But maybe we should experiment and try it. Right, least. amen. I like that. Let's do that. Okay, we got time for one more. Carlos, I, thought you, I see that hand right back there. There we go. Let's do one more. If a woman talks to her husband and giving all this information, his feelings on what's going on, and he starts off good, then zones out. So she, in turn, have all this information. So she takes it to another female, like another female girlfriend. Friend, yeah. But then he, then he has a tendency to get upset because the, the conversation's intense. I'm maybe enjoying myself too much. I'm kind of pulling away. You know, then he's angry like you've been on the phone for two hours. You know, you wasn't doing that with me. Well, I was, but you shut it down. And I can tell <laughs> when the shutdown happened. So mm-hmm. how do we <laughs> blend that? That's a great that? question. I, you know, we, Jeff and I didn't get to this topic. We had so much we wanted to try to cover in this short session. And so I didn't get to a topic that actually briefly will probably make a big difference for both wives and husbands to know. And honestly, it is very likely that that dynamic is purely a brain science processing thing. Women tend to process things and thoughts and feelings by talking them through. That's literally the way that female brain is wired in most cases, not all. Men after a certain point of listening, their brains are wired where they can't think anymore if they're trying to talk about it. And they have to go underground. And they have to do this sort of internal processing. And that is such a dynamic that we as women misunderstand as, you're walking away, you don't care. And the guy's like, I just can't even think. Like, I need to get a little space because I do care because I do want to listen. I need to process it, and then I can come back and talk about it. And my guess is that's probably one of the dynamics. Yeah, and so in that sense, it might be good to even foreshadow, hey, I'd love to talk about this for the next 20 minutes. I mean, can we even put a time ah, yes. limit on it and go, hey, I've got these things that I want to talk about. Oh, I see in hands up. Like, give me, it's almost like guys need to <laughs> the know guy, that- The guy is putting there, There's up. signals to guys that something's about coming to an end. It sounds like the ESPN, like, da na 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 Then we know- <laughs> that this part segment's almost over. And if ladies could do that and just say, no, hold on, no, 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 no. This will end in just a second. I just need to get this out. But then maybe even to say, call a timeout and go, hey, I need some time to process that a little bit. Um, because if, if you keep loading on, then it's exactly. almost like guys lifting weights. I'm already out of my comfort zone, but now you're adding 45s onto the dumbbells. And it's just a little bit too much. Whereas ladies, honestly, you can lift a lot more information well, than we, guys can. It's because we're processing verbally. Right. So by definition, it's okay. Right. Yeah. 
Well, as we close up this, this episode of Married with Benefits, I think the goal of all of this is to how do we live with our wives, live with our husbands in an understanding way, and it takes the power of God for us to be able to have the patience and the, and the dying to self in order to really learn. Um, uh, and, and you do that over and over again, it, it does become a little second nature. You it can do that. It becomes more of a habit. It becomes yep. more of a habit. Uh, I was um, reading a book called Mindset, and I remember the, the, the woman and the man, she was talking about her husband and how they got back from a great dinner and they sat down on the couch and, and they're about to watch some TV and the, and the husband said, hey, I need some more space. And the lady, of course, starts rethinking like, I thought we were on a good date. I thought everything was happening. What's going on to our relationship? And why, why, why is he kind of pulling away from me? And she finally just said, are, are we okay? Did I do anything wrong? And he said, no, I just, you're crowding me on the couch. I just literally need some more space. <laughs> and we are never made to be mind readers. And too often we assume so much about what the other person is thinking without really following up with good questions. And so much of what we talk about in the podcast is learn to ask great questions to get it where their heart is. That was a lot of fun. And you can tell we felt like we were on the hot seat. Those were some great questions. Shanti and I, and and of course you heard her husband, Jeff there, Jen, my wife was there. We were on the Love Like You Mean It cruise. And that was one of our last speaking engagements before the pandemic hit. We're recording this now where both me and my audio producer, CJ3, came into our building with masks on. As I know you guys have been, all of us have been affected by COVID one way or another. I will say that I look forward to the day when the seas open back up for Family Life. And you'll want to check back to FamilyLife.com for when the Love Like You Mean It cruise comes back. It's a great time to connect with your spouse. And it's a question every wife is asking honey, when am I going to go on the cruise with you? So you're going to want to sign up for that. This really has been a great season. And this whole season has been sponsored by uh, I Do Every Day. It's a great daily devotional series from Family Life. Uh, and it's it's really easy for guys to help guys connect with their wife in an understanding way every day. It's delivered right to your mailbox. They're short, they're punchy, and they give great advice. And so if you're interested in that, you're going to want to go to familylife.com slash I do. You can sign up. Just click that link. It's also in our show notes. We wanted to let you know that our podcast network is listener supported. We do appreciate all the gifts that have come in from people just like yourself to make sure that we can keep giving help and hope to as many people as possible. Uh, If you want to be a part of that tribe that is giving, please just go to familylife.com and click donate. And we really appreciate it in advance. Speaking of appreciation, I definitely want to thank our audio producer, CJ3, the whole Married with Benefits team, to helping pull this off. I am so excited about uh, these two first seasons that we have done. Questions every wife is asking, questions every husband is asking. It's been a good bookend. It's been a lot of fun putting those together. I can't wait to see what's going to happen in season three. Go ahead and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and you'll be the first to know. Until then, this is Brian Goins. We'll see you soon.